You do not seek power or popularity. You simply ask, is a thing right in itself? Hi, and welcome to the Three Broom Chicks. I'm Jenny. I'm Marianne. And I'm Elizabeth. And welcome to part two of the Fifty Shades of Albus Dumbledore. Hey, what's up? Part, part one two. was so exciting. Oh, I'm yeah. Thrilled that we did it. I'm so happy that Elizabeth threatened my life so that we could get it done. Super fun oh, times. really? Because I don't remember anything. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. So <laughs> we're really excited to dive into part two. We just have a couple of things before we really start getting into it. If you haven't listened to part one, head over to that episode and listen. What and are you if doing? if you just want to jump on the bandwagon, then what's up, fam? Get right in. Yeah. So either way, we're going straight into Outpost right after I give an update. <gasps> so this isn't really corrections tab, and we haven't done that in like a year. Wow. But I did mention Griselda Marchbanks last episode. Oh, and yeah. Then, and you were like, she's cool, but I don't remember anything. <laughs> and then both of my co-hosts shaded me in unison. Oops. And so I Googled her. So just so you know, Griselda Marchbanks isn't actually all that cool. So I don't oh. know why I said that she was. <laughs> but wow. It's like, it's like I you, feel like you led me on. How dare you? It's like, it's like the titles again. Yeah, it's so, like the titles. <laughs> anyways, she was the examiner with the Wizarding Examination Authority. And she stood for the owls and the newts that were given at school and I believe that she was one of Dumbledore's examiners she was like wow you're so good at magic and he was like wow Duh. so that's it that's her story <laughs> that's I'm sorry wow. I'm still hoodwinked <laughs> wow. I feel bamboozled <laughs> I just wanted to give you that update um and then the last little update that I have before we jump into Alpost, which this Alpost is super good I'm really excited for it but um, this is just like to be aware if you're driving and you've got like kiddos in the car. This is a PG-13 podcast <laughs> because we're going to be talking about teen emotions. Things might get a little sassy. It's a sassy. I wanted to put the disclaimer out there just in case. I honestly, I feel like a Peloton instructor because when you're on the bike, they're like, if you've got the candles around, put in your headphones. This is an explicit ride. And I feel like I just lived my Peloton dreams tonight. I was going to say, because I, I don't think sassy might be enough of the word that we need. Well, to yes, but because we haven't started yet, if there are children listening, then, you know, I need to avert your ears, children, very, you know, like G rated. And I feel like sassy gets the point across. But children can hear it. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. Let's get into this sassy outpost. Yes. Oh, my God. The first one is my favorite. <laughs> All right. Hi, Dranger. What did you bring us today? She brought us some dirty mail. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> I'm ready for this question. I'm, I'm ready to answer it. Okay. This is going to be a heated debate, everyone. Get ready. Uh, Oh, probably. I don't think it is because I'm very right. Okay. Okay. Our first outpost is from Syed. Hey, Syed. What's up? What's up? (laughs) And Syed asks, is Dumbledore top or bottom? (laughs) Bottom. He's a bottom. Oh, oh, mm. listen to me. Listen. First of all, you know that him and Gellert 
yeah. have had the teen sex. Yes, he for sure. He know that possibly in his whole life, that's the only dude he's had sex with. We don't know. I'm going to assume it. Mm. I'm just saying Geller Grindelwald is not it's a bottom. Both, no, that's he's a totally top, a top, top, top. So I feel like <laughs> he would have been like, babe, I love you. I'll take it. I'm going to be a bottom tonight. And then I feel like he was like, you know what? This is a nice, peaceful, relaxing time away from being so powerful with you. Like, I just want to be dominated. And I feel like he's the bottom. <laughs> the end. I'm, pict- I was- I'm picturing this way too much, but I'm picturing like old Grindelwald and old Dumbledore in my <laughs> oh, head. Oh, no. Why would you Girl, do that? Why I'm would picturing- you do that when you have Jude Law? I know. Or Jamie Campbell Bauer and the other guy. Come on. Toby Redbow. Hello. Toby I don't care Wright. what his name is. He's a bottom. Uh, yeah, no, and one thousand percent. I was really prepared to be like, "How dare you know and fight you on that?" Because I thought you were gonna say he was a top, but no, thousand. No. He is one thousand no. percent a He's bottom. Like, you know, like those high-powered executives that are like, "I need at my lunch hour for somebody to come in here with some latex and like tell me what to do." That's Dumbledore. <laughs> That's Dumbledore. He's like, "I'm busy." He's busy. <laughs> He's a busy uh, man. I He's just, got stuff to do. Yeah. I'm sorry. Thoughts and comments that are it's I can't true. Like, think about it. He's developing. He's founding the Order of the Phoenix. He's like the chief warlock or whatever of the Wizen Gamut. He's running Supreme a school. Muslim. That thing. He does so many like leadership roles that the yes. man has to be a no. Bottom. Absolutely, I do not. If we're gonna be real, second. like who doesn't want to be the bottom? Like who even wants to waste time being oh, the top? Okay. <laughs> All right, so we <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. Oh man, you know, if you're listening and you um... really want us to go farther, because I have so many more thoughts and join our Patreon. But I'm not. Uh, yeah, join yeah. our Patreon, and you know yeah. we'll discuss it a little further if you okay. want. But yes. that's our formal answer, our official. <laughs> our... Well, I don't know. I don't know if Elizabeth agrees. Elizabeth, I, you have to agree. I'm no. sorry. You don't have a choice. <laughs> this was called the 50 Shades of Albus Dumbledore podcast. We, if, if that was like a walk away situation, if that wasn't the case, this is my walk away situation. Ooh, he is a uh, oh. <laughs> Wait, you're pressuring Elizabeth. Maybe she thinks he's a top and she doesn't feel comfortable saying it. No, no, I know. There's no way. If yeah, anything, uh, he, if anything, like, Sure, maybe he switches it up. Maybe at some point. Can I speak? (laughs) Maybe at some point he did top, but he is a bottom. (laughs) I love you, Sayed. Thank you so much, Sayed, for this question. Wait, do you have any uh, other input? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm just gonna forever picture now Jude Law and Johnny Depp together. Oh, give Elizabeth a chance to speak. She just did. (laughs) <laughs> that's it that's how much <laughs> those are her thoughts that's being steamrolled it's all good no no he definitely is a bottom i think i liked more of jenny's idea where he was kind of like only with grindelwald and then like his yeah. life got crazy and he kind of didn't try anything else but maybe like he did try a top once and he was like yeah no no not for not me, for me. <laughs> no, 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 oh no, no, god he's like, definitely not a switch right now let's go yeah <laughs> For sure, one thousand percent, one thousand percent. I was gonna say other things, but I mean, no. as it is right now, I think that we should change the rating of this episode to explicit. <laughs> I went a little farther than I thought I was gonna go, to be honest. 
We'll do B B G seventeen. Isn't that N seventeen? Is well, it? No, no idea. Because N seventeen is like not rated. We're not like not rated. Oh, not rated is even worse. I'm sorry. I don't know these things, guys. I don't there's know. like R. There's M. All these words. The letters. And from a all right. Next outpost. A lot next cleaner. <laughs> yes. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back, everyone. All right. Our next outpost is from Christina. What's up, Christina asks, would Sam and Dean Winchester take out Dumbledore if their paths crossed? Hashtag multi-fandom. All right. So I think I'm the only one that can answer this. Probably. But I mean, I, I can. Like, to, like, I would just like to point out that she used the hashtag. Much. Yes. Love. So love proud. Her. Thank you, Christina. Yes. Um. You know what? I had a lot of time to think about this question, and I didn't. <laughs> but right off, like the top of my head, Dumbledore wins. I, I would say Dumbledore. They... Okay, it's not about. Okay, first of all, oh my god, <laughs> Sam and Dean Winchester would win that fight for sure. And I think it's more like, what, what do they do? do? I don't know. It's because we haven't watched Supernatural. So I you have, have to tell us. I have watched Supernatural. And well, not like later, later seasons. I've watched like the first like five seasons or whatever. And in like a like a split second, like someone's going to die in the second. Dumbledore would totally win. No, he wouldn't. But yeah, he would. I really can't even have this argument with you because I can't talk about all the stuff that I know because I don't want to spoil the show for anybody, but he wouldn't. Dumbledore would die. That's just my opinion. They've defeated Do you want Dumbledore to die or is uh, Yeah, if it's between Sam and Dean or Dumbledore, I'm taking Sam and Dean every day. So are you sure that you're making a biased decision, an unbiased decision right now? Or are is you it just accusing me of something? Do you want I don't to know, accuse man. me of something? Am I, I just, in a court of law? I just don't see. I don't see it. But I, I also haven't seen it. I can. I mean, so. listen, they have witch killing bullets. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I'm just saying their universes are so different that I don't That's think true. either one of their magics would vibe in each other's universes. Well, I mean, the question really is like, would they try and like, would they try and kill him? Really? Dumbledore? They probably like, would. The brothers would try? I, right? I, don't think, I don't think that they would. I don't know. They've done. I mean, like they've left other monsters. That's what they call monsters. Them the show, yeah. now that they're, you know, but they've left other monsters alive before. Like if they prove that they're good and they have, you know, like they're not just out here mindlessly killing stuff. I mean, they have a. A, a moral code yeah so i feel like they wouldn't like they would if dumbledore could get them to sit down and listen i think they would just be like you know what you've got your own problems we have <laughs> our own problems i'm gonna let you handle this one and i'm gonna go That's yeah i honestly think like if they were able to have like a sit-down conversation with dumbledore it'll kind of be like every other sit-down conversation that people have with dumbledore and like he somehow convinces them to like inadvertently help him on his side. Yeah. That, that I, would be, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, I feel like our friendship has forever changed right now because I mean, like I believe in Sam and Dean. They're taking him down. Okay, well, you're also talking to people who barely know who Sam and Dean are. Exactly, yeah. which makes me the authority on this subject, so I win. <laughs> Next outpost. <laughs> next outpost. <laughs> All right. Our next outpost is from Jessica 
Payne. Ooh, Love hello, girl. Jessica. Love and you. her outpost says, what is Dumbledore's Bogart? I love this because that's I a think, great question. Well, you know what? I'm gonna let y'all answer because I was just like taking them, like <laughs> right you out know, the gate. <laughs> I honestly have no clue what it would physically look like. Oh my god, you guys! It's so obvious <laughs> to me. <laughs> oh, okay. Are you sure you don't want to answer this, Jenny? Because apparently Elizabeth is not allowed to talk today. No. <laughs> That's not it. I don't know. I feel like it's your pregnancy range dictating your thoughts there a little bit. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying I had a good idea, but I'm going to let you all explore your feelings first. <laughs> I'm going to shut up. I don't know. Because also, it's a hard question to ask. I feel like his boggart changed throughout his um, his life. So it, it definitely at some point was like his sister. I would say I would say it was his sister dying at some point. And yeah. then at another point, maybe it was, I don't know, like the destruction of the world because of a blood pact that he made or like, I think at some point it was just like physically Grindelwald. Yeah, it could have been Grindelwald himself. And that like resembled so much like other stuff. Like there's probably a complex reason why it would be him. But what about like then after Harry like, Dumbledore, like Harry? Yeah, era, exactly. Dumbledore. Like that shade what? of Dumbledore. That's the one that I'm probably the most. Um, oh, like Harry, 19- like Harry yeah. Potter. Yeah, the Harry Potter era Dumbledore. Not like yeah. Harry. Not no. Jennifer, get your head out of your butt. Oh no! My dear what Jesus. Did you say? I thought you said Harry, like a Harry Dumbledore. Like he had a lot of hair. And I was <laughs> no. Like, I was like, like Harry's version of Dumbledore that we yeah, that we know you. of and then we got see. You. I that's the one that I find the most troubling. I don't know what kind of like what it would manifest. it would look like. Yeah, like yeah. manifest like. But I feel like he would probably be afraid that even though like not gonna say that he wasn't manipulative um, of like the certain situations that were happening within the books, but I think it would have been possibly again like almost like the destruction of the wizarding world or Harry dying and not being able to come back to life. Like whatever his plans not being like fulfilled in fruition. Hmm. Um, I think that would have been his fear that he never accomplished all the plans and the, you know, the power he went to set out. Um, even if again, like if it was his demise, that's fine. Like I think he, he always knew he was going to die. Um, at least he knew he was going to die when he died. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily about him or anything like that in gains of power. I think it's more so just like, you know what I'm talking about? Like that unfinished business, yeah. business not being completed. Yeah. I think well, that would have been his fear. I'm kind of a dummy woman because originally when I read this question. Just leave it there. Yeah. I'm just like it's, trying to get the cords. It's like not. really mad at us today. Okay. That'll work. Oh my God. Okay. Go. So I'm kind of a dummy woman because when I first read this question, I totally was like, it's obviously his sister, Ariana. And then I was like, well, obviously after she dies, like it's not really something to be afraid of. So then I agree with you. Like, I think it changed throughout his life and it might've been like Grindelwald or something like that. And then I thought at Harry's era that maybe it was kind of similar to Molly's where she had people just like 
continuously dying in succession. But then I thought like, maybe it's something like Harry dies, but not because so much that he cared that much about him. Mm -hmm. Maybe so much because that would kind of ruin his plans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, Oh shoot, I had a good one. And then it just left my brain. Oh no. Bring it back. Reel it back. Bring it back. Oh, hold on. Let me just reel it back. back Man, it had something to do with Harry's era for sure. Oh, what if like, he saw himself like overtaken with power. Like if he could, like he mm, was so maybe, close yeah. to having all three of those hallows together, like at the same time. Yeah. What if for that period of his life, he just kind of that... saw himself like giving in and then just becoming like a terrible person. He you did know? have all three of them at the same time. At one yeah. Point. yeah. Yeah. He just, he did. He had no idea the invisibility cloak was what it was. You don't think. No, I didn't. I don't think he knew, knew, like a thousand percent knew that the invisibility cloak was the invisibility. That's cloak. true because demi guys were were known mm. like, but like demi- every time that somebody looks at his cloak, they're like, "That's definitely not like a normal invisibility cloak." But you don't but think it's... Dumbledore would have known that? Yeah, but from what we know about demi guys, um, the ano- the magical beasts is that they're known for being like hunted and poached further, yeah. further for to I create know, But that. we know that their invisibility cloaks disappear over time. Like they just kind of fade. Like normal ones. I, I, are yeah, you talking about yeah, normal invisibility yeah, like, cloaks? Invisibility cloaks eventually. that are made um, out of demi guys hair fade eventually. And they no longer make you invisible. I think they just turn like gray or something. His Harry's is the only invisibility cloak that is like the true invisibility yeah. cloak that never fades or anything yeah. like that. But maybe he, so maybe he wouldn't know if he only had that for eleven years. I don't know. Or he, he could have never actually used it. He could have That's literally. True. But just doesn't been... he admit to having it? Yeah, yeah he does. But he doesn't died, use it. He was using it, or no? No, no. It, he had it, was, it because wasn't he? It, it was passed down. Like, um, it was left to him by his dad. By no, Harry's I'm dad. Dumbledore. Dumbledore yes. had it on the night that James died. Yes, and Dumbledore, and then when James died, Dumbledore took it, held yes. it for eleven so why years, did and gave Dumbledore it to Harry. Have it because what was he doing with it, just chilling. Yes, because he's a manipulative little, you know, man's, and he's like, "This is important. Well, we can't get rid of it. Well, like, got to get it to Harry at some point." No, I think no, it was- he took it weeks before James died. Yeah, because. He- it was i don't know when it happened but i know it was like passed down to him like he was meant to have it well that's what dumbledore said that's I literally true but like what else about do we harry know? potter like he didn't say like hey james james you're gonna die in a week give me your invisibility cloak so i can leave it to your son like he had it for something there was a purpose there was a reason why dumbledore asked him for it and it wasn't mm-hmm. just to hand it down oh to Oh, my son. God. That's going to bother me I'm, so much. I know because I know that we know this, but I can't remember it. So I'm live Googling it. I mean, yeah, we're also going to probably get to it in another episode of this series. But, but we also Jenny's, can't leave this hanging. <laughs> Jenny's like, wait a second. No, there, there, de- there, de- there definitely is. But while Jenny is Googling this, because, you know, this Ravenclaw can't leave any, you know. Stone unturned. Stone unturned. <laughs> We're going to move on to our next one. And this is from the green underscore beast. And they asked, who killed Dumbledore's sister? I think this is pretty much just like an opportunity for us to guess who we think. Because we don't really know. It's not confirmed, at least not yet. I mean, I feel like it's super obvious that like it had to be Grindelwald going for Aberforth. 
I think and so. And then it missed. Yeah. I don't know, man. Crime's a passion or a thing. Like, maybe Dumbledore was so mad that this man swindled him out of his morals and now was attacking his brother. And then, like, seeing his sister get, like, annoyed. I don't know. Maybe he was, like, aiming to kill. I think if it was Grim, I think it was Grindelwald and Grindelwald manipulated Dumbledore to think that it was Dumbledore. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I think I think Grindelwald had enough like power over Dumbledore's mind at that point in time to make him feel guilty about like, it. Like, wow. I can't believe you just killed your sister. Yeah, like and one you're of those. supposed to be the big brother. Wow. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. That I, was Grindelwald. Yeah. That was my impression of him. So good. I love the accent. <laughs> <laughs> Like Valley Girl. I just love that we can't stop doing accents on this show. Oh, and then the me. one Thank chance, you very much. the one chance that we have, and you're like, my name is a Grindelwald. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi, my, and my name is Grindelwald. I'm from Durmstrang, but I sound like I'm from the middle of California. I love No offense adding. to our California listeners. No, yeah, no offense. Sorry. I the love Cali- adding black pepper to my avocado toast. <laughs> I mean, yes. If, if anybody, my fa- <laughs> this is like a total tangent, but my favorite sketch in Saturday Night Live is the Californians. But you know that my mom growing up used to call me Valley Girl. I'm not surprised. Wow. <laughs> she just, Jen, for those of you who are listening to us and can't obviously watch us, it's Jenny just, just gave me a face. It's not what you said, it's how you said it. <laughs> okay, so I Googled it. Okay. And. Uh, basically, Dumbledore was like, yo, I think that's a, a hallow. You guys are safe. You have the Fidelius charm on you. Moldy can't find you. And he took it to study it. So, of course he did. Of course he did. I mean, really, we could blame this whole thing on Dumbledore right now. Of course he did. Wow. So, okay, I don't... But then going back to those fears, I'm maybe he awesome. didn't have a fear of being the... Like, of having the power get to his head. No, he never he did. Actually- Wait, he right? never actually held all three at the same time. No, because the resurrection stone was a horcrux, right? Yeah, so the resurrection was in the horcrux. Yeah, the resurrection. Yeah. He got the resurrection oh, stone. Oh yeah, he later. Didn't. Yeah, and Nick Harry had the he did. Yeah. yeah, listen, he listen with your fifty years. You can't do math this episode, okay? Me, because you made Nicholas Flamel like seven different ages in the last <laughs> episode, and I'm really hoping that people caught it because it was my favorite thing to listen to. Yeah, I think like with in two minutes i was like he was 200 no he's 400 no i think he was 600 minus like two and then i just loved it because i was like elizabeth he was 666 in book one you were like oh so that makes him 400 and i'm like that totally does not make him 400 my mouth was very wrong i love it so much but anyways so yeah so now we've (laughs) We have finished the owl post. We have live Googled already once. And now we're finally going to dive in. But Beautiful. just to give you <laughs> um, like a picking up point. So the last time we left off where Dumbledore was still the Dada professor. Yeah. Da-da. And, Da-da. Da-da. and <laughs> we had met Torquil Tavers. That's a tongue yes. twister for you. And I believe that the year is 1926 when we pick up here during this episode i could be wrong but like i said years don't matter we're just gonna yeah, roll with it <laughs> these timelines are super iffy but it is the early 1920s 20s. yes absolutely there you go i like it early to mid right 
Early to mid. I love mm-hmm. it. Give I us enough it. wiggle room so we can be wrong. <laughs> I mean, it's not us that needs the wiggle room. She who must not be named really just doesn't know how time works. So timely, wimely, wibbly, wobbly. Anywho, so let's get into it. I'm so excited to talk about this. So (laughs) global wizarding war. We are not even just there yet, but this is like the time era, the time period that we're going to tackle. So let's first start off with Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, because that's pretty much where we're picking up, right? So basically, things start to heat up on the Grindelwald front, um, and obviously, and not in a good way, uh, not in the way that, you know, younger Dumbledore would have wanted. Ooh. Um, mm, wizards in... <laughs> Oh, I can't yeah. with us. There's something wrong with us today. It's fine. It's fine. We're just too excited, but we love it. Anyways, so Wizards in Europe start uh, to experience attacks by Grindelwald's followers. We also start to see some weird stuff starting to happen in New York. Um, and then obviously the International Confederation of Wizards, aka the ICAO, um, takes notice. So this, in my opinion, um, is probably like the first creek concrete example that we see of like albus doing his manipulating thing um he's manipulating how he lives exactly manipulating someone in a story i personally think that like i think he kind of knew he could manipulate people because i think in some way he knew he was like kind of attractive and like charming because i mean jude law is attractive and charming right so i think he kind of used that into play i think that's what might have started his manipulative ways okay that's my theory you brought up jude law so i have to speak because you know (laughs) how i feel about him but second can i can i say a bad word is that allowed if you beep it yeah Oh, you're right. We'll bleep you because we learned how to do that this time around. (laughs) I said I did some live Googling myself. So do you are you saying essentially that Albus was a boy? Oh, one thousand percent. One thousand percent. You think so? A little bit. Like, he he knows he's attractive. I okay. so this is this is kind of like so I have like a theory, right? Like when you're at like this. There are certain people that once they leave, they have like a certain level of attractiveness. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're aware. They're aware. They are aware that they well, are yeah. good looking people. And yeah. that they're charming. And, and for someone as smart as Albus Dumbledore, they know that those looks. Get them things. Can get you things. Whether you like it or not, no matter what, people will give you things. Because you look very good. 1,000%, Jenny. Why do you think they even cast Jude Law as Albus Dumbledore? Okay, why are you yelling at me? And stop saying Jude Law to try and diffuse my thoughts. <laughs> because I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just, no, I'm just very passionate. I'm just very passionate about I th- this. I think it also doesn't help that like the Dumbledore that we mainly know is like 110 five years old which i have my my own theories when we'll get there definitely more than 105 i know but i'm i'm talking about like when we first see him old he's like around 105 yeah that's also a discrepancy because based on movies and books he's actually two very different ages but that's fine okay we're we're it's neither here or there right now but he's wearing slides he loves adidas next yes (laughs) I like how you thought you were just gonna throw that in there. We were not gonna <laughs> yeah. notice. Well, because that's what, that is to me like the definition of 
a f- boy. I just don't want to bleep it, you know, a thousand times. So I'm like, the portrayal, <laughs> the portrayal is like he's definitely wearing chubbies and like a white t-shirt with like those Book high shoes, those high like crew neck Nike socks, <laughs> and like Adidas slides. Like that's what he's doing. Now balls life. Like that is just Albus right his, now. His Tinder bio is some weird like The Office reference. Like he hits. <laughs> he hits you up and it's some weird like hit like line like god gave you everything but my number like those kind of lines like that's alvis Dumbledore. wow <laughs> i'm sure everyone is probably like who are these girls let's turn them off right now um they're probably like girl i can relate do you know that one time when i was on tinder i literally said hello and the man was like can you sit on my face no! Oh no! How many times did it happen? This is real life. Not everyone has a Raul, okay? Some That's of us very true. have to go through it. I am very grateful I never had to date outside of high school. Girl, it's hard out here. I'm so dead. It's rough. <laughs> oh my god. Side note, if you ever meet a zookeeper on Tinder and you ask her for tickets to the zoo, oh you're never going to go to the zoo. <laughs> I'm All right, I'm done dead. with ranching. <laughs> All right. Anyways, so um, the reason... Yeah, back to the everything that we're talking about. Um, <laughs> so the reason... The, the first example that we see of kind of, kind of Albus manipulating people to kind of you know, justify the mean or, you know, meet a means, sorry, um, is through Newt Scamander, Hufflepuff alum, graduated from Hogwarts, um, now employed uh, by the Department for the Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures. He gets, um, after he gets hired from there, which, by the way, he started in House uh, Elf Relocation and then ended up moving to the Beast Division later. Um, Super fun fact. Uh, But he, while he's working in this department, he gets commissioned by Augustus Worm at Obscurus Books. Wow. Mm, to write the first edition of his book, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Um, so Whoa, obviously, what? yes. That's really convenient. It like, weird. Hi, I work at a place called Obscurus, Obscurus books, books. And I want you to write about these animals. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Your wife is going to lead you to an Obscurus interesting right um very very interesting but uh obviously newt who's obsessed with you know magical creatures and um is starting an education on the masses about them you know he jumps at the chance for not only the extra money but also the opportunity to kind of travel around the world during the summers um and of course uh through all of this he also tends to rescue magical creatures from wizard hunters um who track them down believing they are a threat to their secrecy because that was something that was really popular around this time um where and that's how he um ends up encountering and taking in most of the creatures that he has um collected in his suitcase um as we see in said movies um also something important to know is thunderbirds which fave creature um are native to arizona and from there what really quickly the way that we describe newt like he sounds like an influencer he is an influencer i'm gonna travel the world and like spread my message and be in all these like great little cows 
No, but he actually he actually is. There was no magical creatures like class or education in any schooling system until he created his book and was teaching people. I know it was crazy. He really was an influencer. We 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 will fangirl over Newt's commander in a later episode. Yeah. Right now we need to get down to Dumbledore manipulations, everyone. (laughs) Elizabeth is not gonna let it go. No, no, I'm not. So Dumbledore conveniently conveniently reaches out to Newt to let him know that there is a Thunderbird. Frank! That was the Thunderbird's name? Yeah. Oh. Shut up. I name everything Frank. Yes. His name is Frank. That's amazing. Guys, there was a group of wild snakes in the first place that ever worked, and we named them Franks one through six. That's that's amazing. It is. But I literally, I name everything Frank. Yes. Wow. His name is Frank. That Thunderbird belongs to you. I I feel like I've chosen the right career path. Me and Newt, we have a Thunderbird in common. (laughs) Anyways, Frank the Thunderbird was being held captive in Egypt. So Dumbledore was obviously like, hey, Newt, did you hear about this poor Thunderbird? Oh, my God. He's being tortured in Egypt. He shouldn't be in Egypt. He belongs in Arizona. And obviously, Newt being who he is, is like, of course, I'm going to go to Egypt and take this bird and bring him back to the States and take him to Arizona, the state that he probably didn't hear of until now. (laughs) And so, of course, of course, Arizona. Where is Arizona, everyone? It's in America. In America. (gasps) What? And how did people travel back then? From the UK or even Africa to America. A most ship. Of them, yes. <gasps> had to take a ship to what central port? It's <gasps> New York. Whoa. I'm wow. so good at this. And hasn't there been some shady stuff happening in New York by a certain um, Grindelwald? I think so. Wow. Oh, man. Convenience. <laughs> coincidence? I think not. No, it's definitely not a coincidence. And we definitely see this later on. So Newt arrives, obviously, in New York with the Thunderbird, as we see in Fantastic Beasts. Exactly where he should be. What, Newt or the Thunderbird? Newt. Oh, Newt. I was like, girl, he's supposed to be in Arizona. <laughs> no. Okay, yeah. So Newt arrives in New York on December 6th, 1926. There, I can be exact for you. Thank you. So this is when he begins his mission of returning the Thunderbird, which really turns into a whole other mission, but whatever. Yes. So things to know if you're trying to keep track of what is going on right now. So while Newt is arriving in New York around that time, Tom Riddle Jr. is being born. To At that the poor, end of the month. Wow, yeah. that's that insane. Poor, poor woman. <laughs> so, wow. so yeah. So basically, this is like you know, just keep it kind of in the back of your mind because it's not really important right now. But like, Lady V is going to be birthed into this world. So that's happening. Newt also <laughs> discovers the oldest surviving Obscurus. Mm-hmm. Right. Obscurial and obscurious. I always mess it up. I always mess it up. Anyways, we discover Credence Barebone. He's the oldest living one. 
So after Newt's creatures basically like wreak havoc on all of New York, he's pressured by the ministry to turn on Dumbledore and give him up as the reason that he was in New York in the first place. Because hmm. remember, like I said at the beginning, Dumbledore has already mm-hmm. pissed off. I think that's an okay word. He's already <laughs> made Torquil, Torquil Tavers upset. Yes. Yes. And so yes. he's being monitored by the head of the magical law enforcement. And so now he's like, kid, I'm going to cut you a deal. Like, give up your boss and we'll let you go free. But New is, like, way too cool to do he's that. Such so he's such a soft boy. We love like, him. <laughs> he was like, I just love animals so much. So um, <laughs> New now realizes what Dumbledore was really after. But still, he refuses to give him up. Which I would like to point out. It's kind of crazy that this dude instills in so many people, like, such a loyalty. People yeah. really believe in this guy. Can and I so, just say? Yeah. Can I just say? Yes, you can. Thank goodness that we didn't actually ever get the combo of Grindelwald and Dumbledore taking over the world. Because that would have been girl hella scary. Like girl. that's the end of like that girl. No one, no one would have made it out of there. Like no way. I agree with you. That guy is crazy smart. Nawe Yahweh. And, and they but both anyway. have that tenacity to just like speak to people and they're just like, yes, whatever you say. Yeah. I agree with you. He's very uh personable, I guess, is the is the word I'm looking for. But mm-hmm. yeah. So he realizes like what's going on and he's like Dumbledore kind of sus, but he's still not saying anything. <laughs> so Newt refuses to name him. And it kind of reminds me of Harry, like a la Dumbledore's army, where he was like, No, well. I mean, not really, because it really was Harry, but he's yeah. like, it was me. And it's like very dramatic. That just, it gives me those vibes. So Grindelwald is discovered at this point to have been disguised as a higher up in Makuza, which is like Ooh. the ministry of the United States. So speaking of, he was disguised as a man named Percival Graves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see the connection? Percival, clearly we got some we got some ties to Dumbledore. Which by um, the way, I feel like is just like unhealthy. Like I feel like a therapist would have something to say about that. Like he really selected mm-hmm. Percival as the name, you know? Mm. Well, was this did this guy my question was always like, did this guy exist before? Yeah. Um, I see what you're saying, but I feel like either way, I'm going to make a case for it to be like (laughs) unsettling mentally because either Percival already existed and he chose to like chose a Percival. Yeah, either way. Habit or whatever he did, or he just like made him up and he chose Percival as a name. So either way, I feel like Sigmund Freud is somewhere out in the universe. Like, I see you. You mean that crackpot old fool? Yes. That's the guy. Uh, but yes, so Grindelwald gets captured by Newt slash Makuza, and he is held in custody while Credence is doing, you know, whatever Credence is doing. We know Credence, like, kind of, if you pay attention towards the end of the movie, he, like, goes off as, like, a little black evaporated, like, water thing, like, spirit <laughs> substance. Um, <laughs> some black stringy thing. Uh, but that's, you know, he goes off and does a thing, and that's where the first Fantastic Beast movie and so then that takes us now into 1927 Mm -hmm. where fantastic beasts and the crimes of grindelwald you know takes place and kicks off so super fun can i tell you a fun fact about that movie actually what up what up jude lawson oh my god 
I was actually like, oh my god, you have a fun fact about the movie? Like, I'm really no, interested. I don't. I, mean, like, I just know that Jude Law's in it. Yeah, He's also in this movie called The Holiday. It's really good. Go watch it. Yes, everyone does need to watch oh, The Holiday. This is the holiday stand. Like, no, we're not longer. I'm we're no so longer talking sorry, about Harry everyone. Potter. Now we're going to start talking about The Holiday. I'm, I'm so joking. sorry, everyone. Um, I'm not sorry. We're not sorry. <laughs> it's a cinematic masterpiece. It is not a Christmas movie. It's an everyday movie. It is a, a, a romantic comedy. It is a horror film. It is a dramatic film. It is a French movie. It is suspense. It is, it is, a French it is movie. everything you need it to be and more. Musical Scooby Doom. Like it's everything. It's everything you need. Again, to all of our listeners, <laughs> I apologize. Please, please still listen to us. <laughs> dramatic. So dramatic. You know what? Let everyone stop listening. I'll start a new podcast called The Holiday. It'll be me and Marianne. I can't. Oh, dear Lord. Yes, it's fine. Anyways, uh, so as we see, uh, the second movie kind of kicks off. Uh, Dumbledore is still under heavy scrutiny from the Ministry, if not even more so, as we see. So Grindelwald is being extradited uh, to Europe from America. Dumbledore suspects that Credence uh, survived and is in Paris, so he sends Newt there. Um, but the Ministry is like, "Lol, girl, you can't. Like, you broke New York. <laughs> Just you're not." <laughs> That's no way. You're not letting you out of our sight. Um, uh, and then Ta we also no find out that Tavers travels to Hogwarts to interrogate Dumbledore, a.k.a. Jude Law, about Grindelwald um, and asks him to fight against him and what his follower and his followers. But, you know, Dumbledore refuses for obvious reasons, at least because that we find out of. They had teen um, sex. They had teen sex. And then they were like, let's make, make a blood pact. <laughs> or it was one or the other we can't remember we don't know for sure we, we can't remember like if you were we there. can't remember it's because we took over the wizarding world she <laughs> must not be named and own anymore now we control the world building but anyway so we can't remember what we decided on but anyways <laughs> so this anger obviously this angers Tavers, uh, and he cuffs dumbledore which is all in of itself it is so dramatic, but also, also more proof that Dumbledore is a bottom. Wow. Anyways, I just he's had enough with him. Like he's just literally looking for any reason to kind of sequester Dumbledore. Um, so the cuffs, uh, by the way, the cuffs monitor any magic that the wearer casts. So that's a big reason why, you know, he wanted to do that. And just, you know, he wants to accuse Dumbledore of doing something. Uh, and he also bans him from teaching a data. And this is when he becomes transfiguration professor. That's a T. That's the thesis. I still don't understand what the point of that is, but whatever. I think the point of it is that it's kind of like almost like a an opposite of an umbrage situation where it's like the ministry sent umbrage there to kind of halt any quote unquote possible Dumbledore's army going on, like to halt that. And then in this case, it was like, you know, they didn't trust Dumbledore if they were Dumbledore was still on Grindelwald's side and maybe he wasn't educating the kids the right way to defend themselves. So they wanted to take them away from that situation so that you. the kids were actually getting a proper education and the not Ministry being influenced. The Ministry of Magic is like hella paranoid. Have you noticed? Yeah. The Ministry in general, always paranoid. But I mean, I think that's for any kind of branch of government in, within the wizarding worlds. Like, if you think that the British I, Ministry of Magic is paranoid... 
I thought you were going to say any government. And I was like, yes, mm. facts. I mean, yes. Oh, but like, that's a big statement. <laughs> but if you think that the British Ministry of Magic was bad in terms of being paranoid, you have not even touched Makuza. There's some crazy wild ass stories that are about Makuza. Just believe that. But it's fine. <laughs> okay. So at some point, you know, during all of this, we get this beautiful scene of Dumbledore looking into the mirror of Erised and he sees the flashback of the night he and Grindelwald made a blood pact. It's very emo. It's but the thing is, it shows like his heart's desire, and all his heart's desires is to go back to the day where he had sex. Oh my god. Do you, okay, wait, question. I know that everybody deals with like a breakup in a different way. Mm-hmm. For example, like anything tragic, I feel like Chinese food and ice cream, like it can fix it. <laughs> what do you think? How do you think that Dumbledore handled this breakup? Like uh, we he was we like we do kind of know how he handled it. He went to France and you know hung out with Nicholas no, no. and did let me things. rephrase. Let me rephrase. If Dumbledore was like a dude growing up in like 2020 and this happened to him like how do you think that he would have handled it like are you, you talking about he would be on board with like ben and jerry's like forget about magical world <laughs> okay. like do you think that he would be out here eating like world peace ice cream or do you think that i think he would have like, gone he would be, like exercising getting like a revenge body like no, no. <laughs> i think he would be one of those breakups where like he disappears and go finds himself yeah. and comes out as like a new person yeah yeah Hmm. Goes on like a trip like, to Mount Everest or like yeah, a retreat Mount, or something. He'll Ooh, do Mount Kilimanjaro. Like he'll do Mount Kilimanjaro. That's what that's he'll do. Find himself. <laughs> because like that's the hardest one. Humanitarian. Oh you think that he would have like those stickers that are like not all that wander are lost? Like, oh, percent. Duh. Oh, for sure. I think he would go to like I don't know like a monastery or something and learn how to meditate. Yeah. I think he would be like, that's, pray love. <gasps> that's why he's so inspirational with oh them my quotes. God. He's, he's got Julia Roberts this whole time. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> it's an autobiographical story of Albus Dumbledore's life. <laughs> he is pretty woman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You love yeah. us. So, yes. Yeah, so we, <laughs> thanks to this flash, this scene in the mirror of Erised to bring it all back. <laughs> we discover that Dumbledore and Grindelwald made a blood pact to essentially never fight each other or turn against each other in that type of way. So that's really why Dumbledore is like, I can't fight him. Like, I just can't. It's kind of really interesting that Lady V didn't use something like that to make sure that, like, no one could ever turn. Maybe, like, the magic was, like, too Ooh, to ancient like, or too like lovey-dovey for I was about to him. say, yeah, maybe it has to be like a love pact. Yeah, basically anything that had to do with love, like Lady V like cringed. Like if he was like the Wicked Witch of the West, like eee, I could melt. Oh my god, am I Lady V? <laughs> <sighs> I'm gonna have to talk to my therapist about this. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not right. go into Jenny's therapy session for tonight. <laughs> so uh, basically... Uh, Grindelwald has a rally as we see in the movie and all of his followers are there Newt is there um, and at some point Newt's Niffler the cutest thing in the world a little bad guy he, he ends up being like a little 
little little little munchkin only doing what nibblers do what's happening with I this love it. <laughs> like elizabeth literally put down her phone to bring in her appendages and get smaller okay <laughs> and she looks because... more like a rat than a nibbler <laughs> pregnant women just get like really emotional over cute small animals or at least i do Oh so God, now I'm wait. really emotional over the Nifflers. I can't wait to go to work and take pictures of small animals. Oh, my God. You'll make me cry. Yes. My dream. Anyways, the cute little Niffler does his only thing as Nifflers do. <laughs> and sees, ooh, shiny. And takes the shiny, which is the pendant with the blood pact. Take and that. the shiny. Yes. <laughs> And that is how the second movie ends. This is where our cliffhanger is, where we don't really know much much after this. There's like a big jump and everything is still super vague. So yeah, we're just waiting to see dot, dot, dot what comes next and what other BS she who must not be named messes up. Ooh. Damn, that was an hey. attack. It was an attack, but I mean, it's I guess fine. she attacks people, so it's fine. Yeah. So yeah. We're getting now to the portion that's like the end of the global wizarding war and the beginning of the Tom Riddle shenanigans, because like we said, there's a huge jump. So basically we're just going to jump to 1938. Awesome. <laughs> Great. Because uh, we just don't know what happens. So <laughs> things are going to get a little bit complicated, sort of, because Tom Riddle and Grindelwald's story start to overlap a little bit. So, oh my gosh, I'm losing my voice. So oh, it's <laughs> happening again. My sticky, icky shoes. So <laughs> I can't believe I did that. Um, basically, the timeline picks up in 1938 when Dumbledore visits an orphanage. <gasps> and he recruits Lady V to attend Hogwarts as a student. Wow. Bad decision, good decision. Who knows? So just for reference, um, I know that this is crazy, but because I don't want Tom Riddle to kind of like muddle the Grindelwald stuff, I'm just going to give you some stuff right now. That isn't happening yet. But in 1943, that is when Tom Riddle creates his first Horcrux. So Oof. that's a little bit like it's, you know, it's, it's like ahead, a couple of years before the yeah, Big Bang. Yeah, exactly. But it's on the horizon. In 1943, we also see the Chamber of Secrets open for the first time. And several Muggleborn students are petrified. Myrtle mm -hmm. Warren dies. And Hagrid is framed for the crime. But Dumbledore is able to, like, keep him on. And he's kind of, you know, on the riddle. Like he apparently always has been, but still lets a child attend the school. This is where like the the timeline gets muddy because Dumbledore shouldn't look like yeah ninety years old. <laughs> yes, he went from Jude Law to Michael Campin in in costume. <laughs> in what nine years? It's okay, the half listen. giant in him. You keep trying to do math. <laughs> I know, and, like... and I did it wrong. I just realized it's eleven years. <laughs> oh my god. Yikes. No, we can't fact check you. That is not like my strong suit. And I don't think that it's Marianne's strong suit. No I could way. Be wrong, but you got it. I mean, now no one on the show can do math. Oh, yeah. man. No, <laughs> we just can't tell time. We can't, you know, count our monies. It's fine. Um, but anyways, as we know, yes. So Hagrid is expelled after being framed by Riddle. Um, Dumbledore does argue on his behalf, just similarly as he did for Newt. 
Um, we know that during the years uh, that Dumbledore is still a transfiguration professor, and uh, this is definitely, definitely when Armando Dippet was headmaster. Um, you know, that's iffy, too. Exactly. Uh, we jump ahead now to 1945, and this is when we have the epic battle between Dumbledore and Grindelwald. Yes. Okay, so a few things happened in 1945. First, Grindelwald loses control of the Elder Wand in the duel because... Albus defeats him. So he is now the controller. Albus. Oh, <laughs> Albus becomes its master. That's my next point. <laughs> and Grindelwald is imprisoned in Nurmengard, which we talked about, I believe, in the last episode. It's located yep. in the Austrian Alps, in case you forgot. And he basically has to live under the words for the greater good, which makes me so happy because karma is just so fair. And Dumbledore is awarded the Order of Merlin first class. At the same time that all of that is happening, Lady V leaves Hogwarts. It's it's literally like we just traded one for the other. Like yeah, basically. Exactly. Like I didn't realize There's no I guess, like break. Yeah, I didn't realize when I was reading the books. I guess that there wasn't like a huge amount of time between mm-hmm. Grindelwald and Lady V. There's just there's an amount of time between when they rise to power and when one is like locked away. Yeah, but I mean. In 1943, he's already creating his first Horcrux. Like, Grindelwald mm-hmm. is still in major control at mm-hmm. that time. It's you think I have a crazy. I have a question. Do you think that like Voldemort might have like seen what Grindelwald was doing and like almost been, been inspired? inspired in some way? I it's think my model. I like. I don't want to say that he had a poster of him in his bedroom, but I feel like Lady V is so like self-absorbed, and yeah. he just thinks he's such like hot stuff. That I don't think he was inspired. I think he was almost like like a challenge. Yeah, like, yes, a challenge. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I mean. And I think that's yeah. why he possibly even hates Dumbledore because of that as well. Because he sees Dumbledore and Grindelwald as like these equals, these matches, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, I want to challenge what Grindelwald is doing. I want to be bigger and more powerful than Grindelwald. Maybe and I want to be. Dumbledore's match. You know, maybe so Lady V just had a giant crush on Dumbledore, and he was like, "One thousand percent." Lady V is definitely pansexual. I love it. One thousand percent. He's pansexual. If he really? even like had, I would assume he would like, be like sexually. Asexual. I guess, I yeah, know. technically, because there's some it, ase- asexuality is a spectrum. There's some people that are asexual that have no relation. Like, some yeah. that do. I just feel like the whole Bellatrix thing just really is fake. Okay, let's not let's not go into that BS. <laughs> like, I really want to stay away from that BS. But I just realized also, <laughs> if our theory of like Voldemort, like seeing what Grindelwald was doing and wanting to like one up him, how sad is it that like he never got close because Grindelwald incited a global wizarding yeah. war. Yeah, Voldemort literally could never leave the UK. Hey, well, he kind of did leave the UK oh. for a second, but like he never conquered. It, it, like yeah. his influence never really left the UK, whereas the whole world was terrified of Grindelwald. Haven't you ever seen that meme where it's like villains anonymous and they're all sitting in a circle? They have all these villains from all these different stories. And then they get to like, they're all like, oh, I've killed like thousands of people and I conquered like these lands or whatever. And then they get to Voldemort. He's like, I really just can't kill this 17 year old kid. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's really just not a good villain. No, he really is not. But anyway. You know who is a good villain? Umbridge. But whatever. Back to Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> 
Back to Dumbledore. <gasps> what if I'm so sorry? What if we do the Umbridge episode while you're pregnant so we can have pregnant rage? Okay, fine. This is a random occurrence, an idea that happened in the middle of us recording our podcast. Sorry, but I just thought that'd be. I'm already getting mad. Please let's move on. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dumbledore. Okay, so I need to speak so I forget that I'm angry. Uh, so Dumbledore's whole situation situation <laughs> brings up, you know, some ethical questions for us. So my question is, how long is it okay to turn a blind eye? You know, blind eye to what? Like to what somebody else is doing. Like if it's bad. Yeah. Like he like knew. If you're, yeah. He but. knew since 1920. Oh my god, with the math. <laughs> Again, I'm Is it really 1920, Jenny? No. I have no idea. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm just thinking he's he's known since the early 1900s, like before 1926. He knew what Grindelwald wanted to do. Yeah. He's uh-huh. known since he was a teenager. Yeah. What Grindelwald he was, wanted yes. to accomplish. Yeah. And but yet, I feel like like uh, why did he wait for it to get so bad? Yeah, because well, he, he well, was the blood hurt. Was one thing. His feelings. Yeah. I think. I think while you know Dumbledore was off trying to find himself, that's when Grindelwald, <laughs> the way that he found himself, was taking over the world. That's when he began his world domination. He's like just- I think by the time that Dumbledore came out and was ready to, and not like came out in that way, but like it was ready to like you know continue anew and do good. Grindelwald had already acquired followers like he didn't just become world dominator overnight you know you know i think it's actually more like dumbledore's own undoing with the way his mind works where Mm -hmm. i think he spends too much time and we see this with voldemort especially he spends too much time trying to figure out exactly where their evil plan is going yeah even though, like, these people were being hella sus beforehand. Yeah, or even that they're evil in general, I feel like. Like, he, like, really just waits until the last minute. Like, I think I think he spends so much time in his own head being like, what, what, like, how far is Grindelwald willing to go? Like, how far is Voldemort willing to go? Like, what is their endgame while they're performing the actions for their endgame? He gives them too many chances. Until it's too late. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's so he's so absorbed in like the mystery and the intrigue of what is going on with these two people. Yeah. That he doesn't realize that like so much it's time almost, has passed. Yeah. It's almost like those people that prefer the chase to like the end game. Like he just really wants to get in it and like understand. Yeah. He just see he, what you're saying. Yeah. He spends okay, so, so much time understanding. Let's make it personal. If Raul was plotting world domination, how long would it take for you? to like do something about it if you would um she's like what does world domination look like though i know (laughs) honestly my first thought when making this question up right now was like raul would have such a good reason (laughs) to do it and it would be so well thought out that like i don't know he might be able to swindle me into following him (laughs) No, it's just, like, I know my husband so well. Like, we've already been together for almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. 
that it's gotten to the point where like if he does anything even remotely out of his character and everyone needs to know out here that my husband and i'm not saying this because he's my husband and i love him i'm saying this because everyone who knows him knows him can attest to this he is like the goodest person the goodest <laughs> honestly he is no but i love that word because he is the goodest he really he is. is he he's is so pure he's pure like the goodest it's weird he's just so like obscenely good that mm-hmm. even like sometimes when he jokes about mean things like i'm like are you okay like i worry like it's it's like that immediate event of a reaction that like so quickly out of character like, for him. Whoa. I'm like, whoa. So are then, you like, is this my husband? Like, are you there? So maybe let's phrase it differently. What if Julie Oof. grew up? Oh my god, to be a world dominator, world domination. I would follow her. I mean, same. Honestly, <laughs> like before, I don't want to say I before guess, Raul. Maybe actually, that's different though. Raul. A mother's love is different. Yeah, it's, it's still strong. No, oh, it, of course, it is, but it's different. It's very strong. And like me and Raul have actually talked about this because we've been watching a lot of like criminal serial killer shows. And like, God forbid, what if one of our children turned out to be a serial killer? Like, what would we do? And we've always said that like, that's so scary. We would stand by them, as in like, not, not, not condone like not support what they're doing not like that type of stand by them but like i'd obviously like if i saw my child bring home a body or i suspected of them killing a body i'd turn them in but then i'd be there holding their hand like behind the stand like 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 as they were my kid yeah but i also know you did something really really crappy you go visit them i don't know i don't know what i would do because i feel like as a person my initial reactions are all like very emotionless like i'm very black and white like you did something wrong that's it but when you're in the thick of it and it's like someone that you care about to be honest sometimes i feel like i'm more like on the person side i'm like oh yeah i know that was bad but like you're a really good person it's like I'm. You chopped up that body into like it's okay, like. Okay, I w- it's obviously I have not gone that far because thankfully I don't know anybody who's murdering people. <laughs> Damn it! But- I way too many people. But it's like it's like the movie. The the movie. <laughs> the, the, the- I love how Elizabeth didn't react no. at all. She was just like, "Yeah, Marianne, shut up." <laughs> I say a lot of ridiculous things. It's guys. like the series Dexter. Like I love Dexter because he's killing people. He's a serial killer. They're all technically bad people. It's not a spoiler. Like it's the very yeah. first five seconds of the first episode. He's killing someone, oh. but they're all go- they're all bad people. So you're like, mm. he's like the serial killer of serial killers. Yeah, it's like, oh, do we like? He he's... seriously serially kills serial killers. Hmm. All this mentioning of serials. There is a podcast called Serial Killers where they rate all the serials. You should check it out. It's quite funny. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> okay, let's please for the love of all things podcast. Let's get back to Dumbledore. Yeah. <laughs> this has been our Dumbledore with the side of everything else today. Yeah. I feel like this is Dumbledore and like the psychology of the three broom chicks. Yeah, basically. basically. Okay. So um after this battle, the timeline where he defeats Grindelwald. To really bring you back because we haven't been here in a while. Uh, the 
it the timeline kind of like drops off again again we don't really know much of what's going on except that he's back at teaching he's teaching like some of our faves like snape malfoy arthur molly etc etc i know snape and malfoy aren't our faves but like they're familiar people and um it the for some reason the facts are like a little iffy on when dumbledore becomes headmaster what a shocker what <laughs> so it's like anywhere between like 1956 and like the late 1960s that's like so. like imagine if your whole childhood went missing boom those yeah. are the gaps in these timelines yeah for real i mean she, she really needs to polish off her timelines especially if she's bringing like so much of these stories together like there needs to be like more polishing going on but anyways she's the worst uh <laughs> As we know, because, you know, Fudge complains about this all the time. All the time. All the time. Before he was offered the headmaster position, he was offered the role of Minister of Magic, but he turned it down, and he's been offered it several times, and he's turned it down each time. Uh, basically because he feels like when he is seeking power, he's at his weakest. Mm. You know what? Mm. That's a really great self-realization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would like, Congrats, to, like I, I, I want to think that Dumbledore went to therapy. I could see it. I could totally see that. Yeah. But I mean, he still need a lot more therapy because he's then continued to <laughs> yeah. manipulate an 11 year old, but it's fine. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um. So at some point between the battle with Grindelwald and the 1960s, he collects a memory from Hokey the house elf. Um, there's no really information on when he collects um, odd, I can't Ogden's. Say, Ogden's. Yeah. Thank you. Memory um, that we could find. Um, some, like, there was one source that says, like, maybe he was incarcerated along with Morphin. No, so, no, no. Just that Morphin was incarcerated. Oh, okay. So Morphin was incarcerated. So maybe, I mean, it's just, it's it's iffy. But at some point, he's collecting memories because now he realized, okay, I've defeated my best friend. I gotta go take care of this little, so little runt. runt. This makes me mad. This Why makes me does it make you mad? Because if okay, so if Morphin was incarcerated in 1925, allegedly, right? Allegedly. So 1925. That's like before Newt even goes to New York. So that's happening when like Dumbledore's in the thick of it with Grindelwald and all this stuff is like about to start going down. Right. Mm -hmm. So it seems to follow that then Ogden's memory was collected. Hokey's memory was collected. Like he's putting all of these things together because of the Horcruxes. Why did he wait so long to sit on that information? Like you already had Ogden's memory and you already had Hokey's like you could have at least started going down the path of collecting those things instead of like, I think it's what I said earlier. He needed to see, he needed to finish I mean, the puzzle. I guess, yeah. But it's like, that would have been yeah. like, you're, you're like, you yeah. would have gone to wherever Hokey's lady, Hepsiba Smith or whatever, however you yeah. say her name. Like, you could have gone and collected that stuff. And then, you know what you could have done? You could have proven your theory. So I'm just mad about it. Like, he no. sat on it for so long. But then, I mean, we, I guess we can't really say anything because. I mean, yes, he collected Hokey's memory or whatever in 19... What was it? 43 or something? Mm, oh, between the 1940s and the 1960s. But then, I mean, he's sitting on that information until, like, what, the 1990s or later? Like... 
I'm yeah, I, I'm, I'm telling I'm you, I really think it is. He's just such an intense researcher. He needs all of his questions. I guess, but that's answered before dog. he contests his hypothesis. Like, I mean, I agree with you, but at the same time, I mean, I guess he couldn't have really tested it. But the yeah. whole thing with Harry was just like, well, I suspect. And yeah. then, I mean, like he essentially let a boy be murdered because he was like, I'm pretty sure that this is how it's going to pan out. Okay, we're not getting into that yet. I know. I'm sorry. I'm getting carried away. I'm just saying. I know. Because we're, we're getting close. We're getting close to our know. subjects. I know. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, by the mid-1960s, you know, there's a lot of unexplained disappearances. Mm? Dark magic <laughs> is growing. Well, this is the time period before Lady V's first rise to power crazy mm-hmm. right we've seen this before it's happening again Dumbledore had a network of spies he was using to track Lady V and his followers um, and we kind of see that I feel like he's one of those like people that like collected people like throughout his life yeah. like, even, even when he was like younger and still at Hogwarts like as he went along towards mm-hmm. his, his entire life he created this like network of wizards mm-hmm. and obviously it you like he uses that to his favor it uses yeah. that to benefit another kind of form of manipulation a little bit 100%. i don't know um at least probably they're a little bit more aware the people in the network are probably a little bit more aware that they're being used for information but still anyways um so from this network he learns about Fenrir Greyback biting remus lupin Aww. um at this time it is said that he was offered the position of headmaster many times um and then lady v uh comes to hogwarts to ask dumbledore for a position as a professor and gets rejected um as a position uh for the data professor um and this obviously upsets lady v and it's supposedly they supposedly say that he jinxed the position and that's why um because he's a little girl throwing a tantrum because he's a little girl throwing a tantrum and that's why we call him lady v and that's why we we theorize that um data professors only last a year in their um positions because i have a of question yes. yes who comes before quirrell as data professor like is i don't it think a, we really know I don't like is know it this. just a ton of them like is it just I, like one per year i guess or does that start like i come i'm confused because they say that he jinxed the position then right but then we don't really know who comes before quirrell and then it's only when harry starts really but it's like one per year just starts i don't know it's character it's character perspective bias like if the main character doesn't know where and the author doesn't come out with some information we're not gonna know no i think i think there is something that we're forgetting because i remember the weasley twins talking about quarrel yeah as like they had already had him for a teacher and it's only this year that he's being weird with the turban yes that's why i have questions about it because they make it sound like he was just the professor before and then he took that like year sabbatical or whatever where Mm -hmm. he's like you know like ran into a vampire and that's why he like he has garlic in his turban or whatever and then he comes back so to me it always seemed like when i was reading it that it was like cruel for a bunch of years and then he left and somebody was kind of like a temp and then he came back and that's when you know yeah so i don't think like the theory is like legit Legit. yeah it's just a theory it's just like a theory okay i see i see yeah 
Thanks, fam. No Anyways, uh, Remus Lupin is about to be old enough to attend Hogwarts. Aww. So Dumbledore, which uh, this is like so sweet, but Dumbledore preps the school. He decides to plant a whomping willow for Lupin Aww. to help aid in his successful attendance at Hogwarts. And he makes an underground tunnel from the willow to a house that is later known as the Shrieking Shack. And it was built for him by Dumbledore and given magical protection to give him somewhere to transform. See, inclusion. So Do you see how so important cute. inclusion is, everyone? Yes. So important. And then they like, see, oh, this is when Dumbledore makes me mad because we, I, we, I've been getting mad this episode because I'm like, oh, he's manipulating new. Oh, he's doing this. No, no. And right, <laughs> little blips of madness, little yes. blips of madness. But then he does something like so good, like giving us a werewolf an opportunity to attend school I know. when no and one it's else would Lupin. have. And it's Lupin. Damn you, Dumbledore! Damn Dumbledore! <laughs> okay, so then I want to do a quick check-in. How do we feel about Dumbledore today? Hella gray. Really? Yeah, still gray. Still, I still love him, but d- definitely still gray. Still, I think I'm gonna shock you guys. Are you like totally for him right now? Yeah, I just feel so bad for him. He went through so much, and it was just like such a rough childhood. Wait, you're gonna feel different after it's not Jude Law anymore. I'm literally the end as of Jude soon Law, as it turns into Christopher Columbus. That was his name, right? No, Richard Harris. Richard Harris. Soon- Christopher Columbus was the director. <laughs> the director. I know. Leave me alone. As soon as it becomes Richard Harris, I'm gonna be like, I hate this guy. Basically. <laughs> Yeah, basically. Oh, the, the second Harry Potter comes to Hogwarts, you're going to be like, this a-hole. This Dumbledore is the worst. But for right now, he's just so sweet. <laughs> he's just very, very gray for me because... Yeah, like, I, I agree, but like... It's like I can, I can like flip a coin or like roll a dice and be you like, know what it do is? I like Dumbledore today? <laughs> do I like Dumbledore? <laughs> do you know what I think it is, honestly? And I think this is like in life in general is like my rule too. If something really messed up happens to you, I feel like you have a certain like time limit where you can, you know, like act out or you can have these feelings and it makes you feel some type of way. But then I feel at some point, like you have to become responsible for how you handle yourself. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, like now he's still young and he went through a lot with Grindelwald. And I feel like, you know, he went a lot like through a lot with his family so I feel like he's just been through the ringer this one. So I feel like we can let some of the minor stuff go like with Newt or whatever. But then once it's like, okay, we're in like the 1990s now, like it's been enough time has passed where you should have become responsible for your actions. Yeah. It's been like liter- literally, not literally, but I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Oh my already. God. I'm so mad. <laughs> it's been about like 80 years already. Uh, I don't know. Hey, he was born in the 1880s okay uh-huh so his I'm not sister talking about from his birth i'm talking about like you know from the grindelwald stuff yes oh, hold on 1945 oh i'm talking about like from the the, the initial big trauma oh. of his sister which happened in the okay. early 1900s okay so right, 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 early right, right. 1900s to around the the first fall okay, of voldemort like okay. 80 years okay thank you that's my math for the day. I'm done, it's everyone. Like, it's like closer to like the, you know, like high 60s, 70s, I think. But I'm going to give it to you. 
I really hope that some you of get our fans a... are like literally doing the math <laughs> on the side. Like, well, because how what was it? It was like, are we? let's say like 1910 between 1915. Like, let's say that that's when the Ariana thing happened. I'm sure we have the date in this document, but I don't want to look for it. Right. And then so 1915 to 1980. Nine, well, it's like 70 years. Isn't he like 88 or something? Is Harry Potter's birthday, right? No. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> if you want to find out more about us, follow us on Instagram. <laughs> you we can find us at the three broom chicks. You can also follow us on the Twitter at the number three broom chicks. And go like our Facebook page the three broom chicks and make sure to catch us next time for the third installment Ooh! don't know if it'll be our last let's no see. idea <laughs> find out with us. <laughs> um our third installment of the 50 shades of albus dumbledore Aye. and as always we are the three broom chicks and damn dumbledore damn <laughs>